0: Welcome to the next episode of All Elite Bros, your home for all things All Elite Wrestling. News, rumors, analysis, opinions, and more. My name is Greg, alongside my brother Nick. You can follow us on Twitter at Bros underscore Elite, and at Facebook at All Elite Bros. If you have any questions or comments for us, you can email us at allelitebros at gmail.com. We are lifelong pro wrestling fans that have not been this excited for pro wrestling since the late 90s. Alright, this is Greg. I'm flying solo today, but uh, I just wanted to go over things we haven't been on lately, had a lot of things going on in our personal lives, but we're ready to get back into pro wrestling talk, specifically All Elite Wrestling. So I want to start with All Out and give you my opinions on All Out this year, which were an up and down show. I know a lot of people have been saying it's the worst AEW pay-per-view. To be fair, though, they've had what? Five shows, you know, five actual pay per views, two all outs. I'm sorry, six. Two all outs, two double or nothing's, a revolution and a full gear. So maybe it wasn't. It was an uneven show, I'd say. So I think the first half of the show with the tooth and nail match, the battle royal, um, the Matt Cardona Scorpio Sky and the Natural Nightmares versus the Dark Order. I'm not including the buy in because that was a, a, a whatever match were not that great they didn't really ma- add anything to it um especially the the eight-man tag I felt like that could have been a dynamite match uh, you know that and that could have led and spun off into the Dustin Rhodes match um versus Brody Lee which took place on dynamite and we'll talk about that later but I just didn't feel like it was needed on the show um the tooth and nail match I mean I I I just thought that was a train wreck, honestly. And I hate saying that because I love Big Swole. I think Britt Baker is great. I just don't think it worked the way they want it to work. Um, So it was just uh, disappointing. The only match really that got me in the first half was the Young Bucks and Jurassic Express. I mean, the Young Bucks always make everyone look good. They look good. It's just fantastic. And then they're telling a story throughout the whole thing as well, which I just love. Um, I can't say anything more about the young bucks than that. That just, the highest praise I could give them. Um, I know they get a lot of grief and everything, but I feel like they do everything with thought. Maybe not early in their career, but since AEW, they have they, everything has a a purpose when they're on the on the show. It's not just to do high spots. There's also storytelling that's going underneath the whole thing. And then everything that went with the uh, broken rules match. I think everyone knows. That kind of bummed everyone out. Honestly, it was obvious that Matt Hardy was knocked out when he hit the floor. Um, I know they stopped the match and everything. But for me, I think it should have just been no contest. We'll do it another time or we just move on from it. Listen, this is pro wrestling. This isn't the most important thing where everything is by the law. So if he was supposed to leave AEW because he was going to lose, stop it. Stop it you can you can work around that. this is pro wrestling, so that really put a hindrance on the rest of the show. It really did. I had like a butterfly's pit in my stomach the whole time after that, like worried about what was going on with him, um, so that was difficult to see. The rest of the show I mean, the top three matches were fantastic i I really enjoyed them. Um, the Sheeta versus Thunder Rosa was fantastic my my favorite women's match that I've seen that took place in the ring Thunder Rosa is a star Sheeta is so good I hope that Thunder Rosa as it was announced she's going to be on uh, next week's Dynamite but I hope she continues on with them have a working agreement with NWA even if it's just Thunder Rosa because she's just that good and makes your women's division so much better And if you have Sheena and Thunder Rose at the top of your division with Nyla Rose, you have people that can fall into place, and it makes it much easier to improve that division without just bringing in more people. Now, you need to have storylines to go along with that. And we'll get to Dynamite, because I feel like they actually had a storyline that went on. Small. It was quick, but there was a storyline. The Hangman Page-Kenny Omega-FTR match. To be frank, the, the match lasted too long. I mean... To have the humidity, you're in the hundreds, they're sweating their butts off. The fans in the uh, in the crowd, they couldn't get into it. They're exhausted. And you have a 30-plus minute match, it needed to be cut. It really did. Four great workers, but it just needed to be cut. It could have been better, in my opinion, by that. The work rate was great. It's just when you have that kind of long of a match, that's a lot. And if people are expecting certain things to happen and you keep stretching it out, with that, it just didn't work. And maybe it would have worked if it was in an arena with a crowd. The crowd would have been super hot. Um, the more important thing was what happened at the end of the match, after the match, end of the match when Hangman got hit, and then the end of the match where Omega let him fall, well, faked the, looked like he was going to hit him with a table, decided to walk out, and then walked out of the arena. I thought that was great, and he said it's time to cl- clean up or something about cleaning that was really cool it's like oh is the cleaner coming or is he just teasing because they love to do that so the storyline kept perpetuating forward with hangman and kenny omega almost like they could spin off into something else and ftr can work as the head of the tag team division right now and honestly my favorite match of the night was moxley and mjf i could have done without the blood i don't think it was necessary i mean just because you have a pay-per-view doesn't mean you have to have someone blood bloodied um but they had a good match. MJF is so talented. Moxley is amazing. And they kept the belt on the right people. Right person, I'm sorry. in John Moxley. There was no need to move it onto MJF at this point. He's going to have that title. Trust me. He's 24. He has a long-term deal. They know what they have. So it was great that they kept it on Moxley and kind of put a little storyline with it with uh, Wardlow Lowe throwing the ring. Terrible throw. It was an awful throw. I don't know what the heck he was doing. But then it, the ref turns his back, and Moxley hits him with a paradigm shift, which is, was illegal but with the ref's back turned. I mean, Moxley had, told him when they had that face-to-face uh, two weeks before the Dynamite, I'm, I'm the bad guy, and he showed that he's the bad guy, and he'll do whatever it takes to keep that title around his waist. So that's my thoughts of All, all Out. Three really good sh- uh, wrestling matches. A lot of meh matches. Oh, and I forgot the most of a Mayhem match. That was fun. I mean, nothing exciting about it. Orange Cassidy goes over. Chris Jericho putting f- forward uh, Orange Cassidy. That's great. But just didn't do... Uh, it was fine. It was fun to see Jericho go through uh, Liquid. Um, It looked like Sunny D, but uh, it was really cool to see. But for my money, the three top matches were the world championship match the tag team match and the women's championship and then everything kind of in the rankings i would put those three i like the bucks and jurassic express probably would go next with the mimosa mayhem match i mean so those would be my top five of the of the uh pay-per-view and just the unfortunate thing with matt hardy getting injured that really put a damper on the whole evening. So instead of just having an uneven show, then you have that on top of it. And I'm not really sure if Tony Khan dealt with it in the proper way afterwards as well. But now I'm rambling. So All Out, up and down card. May have been the worst out of the six, but that doesn't mean it was a bad show. There was matches that were eh, and there was some really good solid pro wrestling in it. So that's my opinion on All Out. All right, let's talk about AEW Dynamite from September 9th um, and what happened with uh, everything. So I liked how they opened the show with um, MJF and Chris Jericho meeting in the parking lot with Tony Schiavone there, kind of uh, uh, patting each other on the back that they should be champs and really giving themselves overall, yeah, 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 you should be the champ, you should never have lost the title, you'll get it back, and then they walk away and basically call each other losers because I'm excited for that match right it's not happening anytime soon probably not until 2021 at the earliest but i would be really excited for that just them on the mics going face to face just entertaining the hell out of everyone right so i'm excited for that match um in the future and when i would probably have jericho as the face heel mjf cuz heel mjf is great and jericho is beloved even though he's the heel he's still beloved so i liked how they opened it um the match between um, Jurassic Express and Lucha Bros. It was fine. A little sloppy in some spots. I know because of the heat, like when Jungle Boy fell. I don't understand uh, the Canadian Destroyer thing, like falling into it. It it was fine. I just feel sometimes when both of these tag teams and together, they I don't think they have the chemistry that you think they would. So it's kind of disappointing in that way. And then the ending angle where... Um, Penta and Phoenix were about to fight, and Eddie Kingston's just screaming over the top of them. That's not the Eddie Kingston I want. Eddie Kingston is the one that we saw like, against Cody. Him just being a therapist just doesn't do anything for me. And maybe this just blows up and everything. I hope so because it just fell short. And I love both these teams, trust me. But it just didn't give us what we wanted. It was fine. You know what you're going to get in these types of matches. They're going to be all over the place, but it was fine. Um, Then we had Matt Hardy talk about his concussion scare. I I could have bet money on it that they would have spun it into some kind of storyline with Sammy or someone else would have come out and beaten him up or Matt Hardy would have beat someone up. But no, it was just a legit apology um, to the fans and then the appreciation from the fans. So I loved it. I love this. Let's get him uh, away from the camera for a little bit. and It'll be more exciting when he comes back. Give him like a month or so off. Um, Matt Hardy is important to this company. Do I think he's going to be the champion like he was talking? No. No, I do not. But I think uh, giving him opportunities to be on the screen is important for this uh, new company. He's going to give you ratings. Um, Also, we had Orange Cassidy versus Angelico. Angelico has been doing good stuff on Dark to kind of uh, showed him having a little shot here, but Orange Cassidy's going to go over. He's huge right now. So and Heliko was putting him some moves, trying to stretch him out and everything. And then Orange Cassidy turns it around, you know, when he gets into that little, where he runs through everybody um, and hits him with the orange punch and wins the match. So it was fine. That's what you want. You want to keep uh, Orange Cassidy going. And then at the end, when Proud and Powerful came out and tried to beat him up and then Best Friends called out for the parking lot match, that's going to be fun. I'm going to have fun with that. It's going to be physical. It's going to be crazy. But I hope uh, Proud and Powerful will go over because they need to. Santana and Ortiz need to be um, in the conversation for the championship uh, tag team championships. I don't know if you can do that right now because they're the heels and so are FTR. Um, but maybe the, it'll be start the dissension in inner circle because what happened uh, later with... Um, Joey Janela and Sonny Kiss taking on Jericho and Hager. It was a no DQ match. It was crazy, physical. I mean, we had a fire extinguisher. Janela went through a table. Jericho and Hager win, which is fine. But then to say that you are going to be going into the tag team rings, I don't get that. I understand you don't want, you have to find something for Jericho to do, but I don't understand why you would put him in the tag team division when you have two, uh, one of the best tag teams in the world, and Proud and Powerful. Santana Ortiz. If that turns into Santana Ortiz being upset with Jericho and Hager, and then they have a feud and it kind of dissembles uh, the inner circle because of that, and Jericho and Hager become face, or Santana Ortiz become face, okay. I just don't understand it right now. But with the storylines that AEW does, I'll wait to see what they do with it. Okay? And then we have the Lance Archer... Uh, promo which was great i liked it because i like it jake jake roberts is a hall of famer amazing but when he has a live mic in his hand other than the first time he came out and did the promo against uh, cody he's all over the place he's talking over people like he's we're having like a real conversation or something but in these video packages i think they really get the best out of him okay and i and i mean lance archer I love his whole, whole, whole shtick, his whole gimmick with everybody dies. I think it's amazing, and I hope he continues to do it. And that'll be fun to see him and Moxley um, going against each other on the anniversary show in October. So you got some time to build towards it. Like, you couldn't stretch it all the way to full gear, but you got a, a month to really push it forward and get people excited about it. Um, then John Moxley, he does these short, concise promos all the time, pre-taped and they're fantastic. He gets to the point, he says what he needs to, puts over his, uh, his opponent. It's amazing. I love it. He is so good. And this is coming from a guy who did not like him that much in, in uh, WWE with the Dean Ambrose character, but he has turned it and made himself a complete and utter star for this company. And it's amazing to watch. Then we had the Tay Conti versus uh, Nyla Rose match with Vicky Guerrero. Tay got some of her uh, spots in. I'm sorry if I'm going out of order. I'm just kind of going through the matches as I remember them. And Nyla Rose, um, uh, Tay got her spots in a little bit and then Nyla Rose you know, ended it with the beast bomb, kind of took over after Vicky Guerrero got involved. Um, and it was fine. And then they went to try to beat her up again. And Sheida came out uh, to block it. So obviously we're going Nyla Rose, Sheeta, which is fine. That's great. I like it because when they fought last time where Sheeta won the championship, they had a great match. So why not do it again? Push for it. And they should be at the anniversary show as well, in my opinion. This is what I love about this company is that you have four uh, main pay-per-views. But then in between, they try to do something that's going to get you excited about it. Right, You're not going to lose interest because it's three, four months before the next pay-per-view. Between Double or Nothing and All Out, you had Fighter Fest, Fight for the Fallen. Now they're going to have this anniversary show always right there in the middle of it between All Out and Full Gear. Between Full Gear and um, Re- Revolution, they had Bash at the Beach for two weeks. You know what I mean? And then what was supposed to happen, but unfortunately the crowd and everything changed. It was going to be Revolution to Double or Nothing. You're, you were going to have Blood and Guts in the middle of that in New York. So they're always thinking of what's to do to keep your interest. So now you're you're leading up to the anniversary show. You're not waiting into November and be like, oh my God, okay, we're going to string this long. No, we're going to have some events, maybe not full pay-per-view quality events, but there's going to be some fun matches on those shows that are bigger deals than the regular matches on a regular Dynamite. So I like how they do that. Okay. And then obviously what, and the big surprise, the best friend thing for um, Kip Sabian Now did I think he was going to be Miro? No I thought In my head I thought maybe it's going to be someone That we're not expecting It's going to be exciting But Miro didn't come in my head But when he came out It made sense Right He's coming out They're both Twitch guys They want to promote that That they're Twitch guys And everything Now do I, I like how Miro was so happy Now we need the intense version I don't know what's going to happen with him and Kip. Maybe he stays with Kip. Or maybe he turns and beats the crap out of Kip at the wedding. We'll see what happens. Or someone comes in and messes up the wedding. Because it's professional wrestling. That wedding ain't happening. <laughs> it's going to be messed up in some way. Um, but I, I like that he's in the company. I was so hot on him when he was in WWE. With everything that was going on with him. Right? Um, I loved When he first was going against John Cena, comes with the the tank. He was so, such a badass, right? You you legitimately thought he could kick anyone's butt in professional wrestling. And then after that, he kind of went down because of losing to Cena at WWE, uh, uh, WrestleMania, I'm sorry. But then there's peaks and valleys in his career. The Miro Day thing got over, but WWE didn't really like. Not Miro Day, Rusev Day Um, thing got over, um, but they didn't really like that because not what they came up with right that's a whole nother story i don't need to get into how much i don't. I dislike wwe because of their way they do things but Mir- Miro day is now here he also got over that terrible storyline at the beginning of the year with lashley Liv morgan um, lana hot garbage hot garbage that's all i'd say about that so i'm excited to see what they do with him they have done great things with people that have gotten over and People that complain that they're signing up all WWE guys. They're not. They're just not. They didn't get the Good Brothers. I mean, think about that. They could have, but they didn't go after the Good Brothers. They're not going after Heath. EC3 is not coming through that door. So they're picking and choosing who they want to bring in. They brought in Brody Lee. Unbelievable uh, talent there. They're bringing in Miro. They brought Zach Cardona, although he's not full-time. Miro is for at least over a year as Pro Wrestling Sheet put it. So I really think that went well. Um, And I'm really excited to see where this story leads. That's how it is with AEW and everything. I'm just excited to see where the stories lead. Not everything's perfect, but I'm excited to see where the stories go, right? So that's the important thing. And then the TNT Championship match. I love this match. This match was so good, right? Right? This nice physical match Dustin Rhodes is still so good He's 50 years old, kicking ass um, And then Brody Lee he, It was up and down when he started But I'm really excited where this company It's going since he just demolished Cody It just, he looks like A legit uh, person That you know can be the champion And no one's going to take the title off him So I was really excited About this match, it was really physical And I love that he won When he won, he was like like, at focus, like, oh, my God, I almost lost it. But he got it, and then, oh Dark Order comes in, and then he just pie-faces uh, Cole Cabana, because he's still mad at at the pay-per-view, right? So um, furious with him, still does that, beats up Dustin and uh, QT more, and then we go off there. I'm not going to talk about the, the game show that Cody talked about. That's part about being on a network. You're going to have to do... Things with uh, companies that you may not want to put on your show, but you do it because you're on national TV and you have to do those things. And it's still a big opportunity for Cody because he's a judge on that show. But I'm not really going to get too much into that. So I thought this was a really good show. Um, I was disappointed and was kind of bummed on how Dynamite ended the previous week on September 2nd and then up and down all out with the Matt Hardy issues. But Dynamite really this week got me excited. That's one thing I love about their pay-per-views. Once they're done, they're spinning off and starting new storylines all over the place. Where are we going now? And that's exciting. That's how it used to be when I was a kid. Right after WrestleMania, what where are the stories going now? But this is every single pay-per-view they have. All four. What story is going on now? What are we leading to now? All right. Oh, and then the that makes it. And then the MJF thing. I almost forgot about it. MJF. Kind of firing his whole staff. Thank God we didn't need to keep that going on until the election. So we got rid of that, and then kind of talking down to Wardlow because he's paying his his salary. I liked it. I liked it. Now they're they're on a new mission, right? Everyone's going on these new missions to keep things going. Now there's some storylines are continuing, like the Brody Lee thing. Cody's going to come back. What happens when he comes back, right? FTR, who are they going to be fighting? They're fighting Jet Express next week we'll see how that goes right I like that they're being healed and saying you didn't deserve the title shot um, I'm sorry I'm all over the place the title shot um, so you got to win you know maybe we will give you a title shot and then I loved how they kind of like took the the piss out of a uh, 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 oh SCU. like if this was match was 20 years ago who know who, who knows who would have won but it's 2020 so Everyone has these different storylines are moving on FTR is spinning away from Adam Page and Kenny Omega Then you have the segment with Kenny Omega and Adam Page How did I forget about that? Those segments it, You felt sorry for Adam Page He's apologizing for everything you did He screwed up He's apologizing And Kenny Omega is just like You lost a title I think I'm going to go into singles Like he's done with this But Adam Page p- s- still pleading to have it happen and then anytime Alex gets super Alex Marvez gets super kicked, I'm for that. I'm sorry it was all over the place, guys. I wish I was more organized. But everything that happened in this show, I am super pumped about. Not everything. I say things like that. I hate hyperbole, and that happens in pro wrestling all the time. But everything that has happened in AEW, not everything. I keep saying everything. Most of the stuff that happened on A.W. Dynamite, I was a big fan of. Not big fan of the opening segment. Matt Hardy thing wasn't amazing, but it was important that they did it after what happened on All Out. But the Hangman and Omega storyline I'm really uh, pumped about. I'm interested to see how the parking lot match goes next week. Brody Lee continuing on as t- TNT champion and so much other things. Moxley and Archer. It's exciting. I can't wait until next week. We don't know when it, their show is. It's either going to be on the 16th or 17th. We'll see how it works out. All right, so that's my opinion on AW Dynamite. All right, guys. Remember, you can follow us on Twitter at Bros underscore Elite and on Facebook at All Elite Bros. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at Bros at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to this episode of All Elite Bros. Um, maybe next week, uh, Nick will be with us, but who knows? I don't know when the next episode is going to be. Hopefully it's next week. Um, but we'll break down everything next time. Hopefully it's next week with dynamite. Um, and see where everything goes. All right. Um, goodbye and good night.